I mean, I can see the statue over here. <laughs> Action figure. Doll. <laughs> You're a doll. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to episode 65 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... The great, the almighty, the all-powerful Lord Horstocles. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How about your damn self? I'm doing pretty good. Alrighty then. You feeling a little bit better? I heard you're having some problems earlier in the week. That's my personal business, man. We need to bring that up. <laughs> I heard you were a little uh, horstipated. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm full of shit, okay? More than ever. <laughs> it still don't come out. You still Man, can't get it out, huh? still can't get it out. I got to drink some coffee, some fiber, some milk. God knows what I need. But yeah, no, it was really rough. <laughs> no, I got medication for my virus, and I'm feeling a lot better. That's good. That's good. I'm glad your shit is flowing freely. Uh, there's not, nothing's still flowing yet. <laughs> it's not flowing yet. Oh, okay. Uh, it should be soon, I think. Maybe during this podcast. Yeah, well, don't wait, wait for the end, at least. Please. Okay. <laughs> Our listeners don't want to hear the... Uh... The Flomax. You know. <laughs> the Flomax. <laughs> the crop dusting. Yeah. Afraid to, I might crop dust my pants. <laughs> it's called a shark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't need that either. <laughs> well, let's not waste any time. We've got a lot to talk about today. So what were your top two comics for the week? Number two, Mortal Kombat X, number three, by Sean Kilson. And I can't even say the guy who draws it. Don't even ask me to. It's uh, Igor Vitorino is the artist. Awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even spell it if I tried. That could be my own name from birth. I'd be like, uh, V. <laughs> it was a good book. Yeah, man. You get a little bit more picture of what's going on in that world, and you see what Melina's doing with the traitorous bastard she is and Goro, and then how about that fight? Uh, Kotal Khan and, and Goro? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. I mean, Goro beat the other guy easily, so he's like, oh, pumped up and kicked this guy's ass, too, and then he just gets... I, what did he do? Did he like rip his arm off while he was while he had the chokehold on him? He ripped all four of his arms off. Well, no, no, no. The first one he like ripped off, I think, and then he cut the other ones off. There's a lot of arms getting severed this week. Well, there's a lot of yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of arms, arms being gone left to right. Hashtag the arm. Yeah, that's right. See, Steve, you started it all. Hashtag the arm. Yeah, the book is really good, and then Raiden shows up about ready to kick some ass too. It was really good. Uh, I thought I thought the first issue of the series was great. Mm -hmm. Issue two kind of lulled a little bit for me. Um, just probably because I'm not so familiar with the expanded universe of Mortal Kombat. I mean, I was a big fan of like the first couple games, but all these new guys, I just don't know who they are. Uh, and Sonya Blade's daughter, who cares? Come on, man. I just wasn't excited about it, but I thought the third book was pretty good. Uh, yeah, you were happy because Johnny Cage was in there. Yeah. There's somebody I knew, a Kano. Yeah. Kano's a badass now. Yeah, he is. But the cool part about it is, this is the prelude to the, uh, to the game, obviously, you know, they're before the game starts out. And I really like this. So a little shout out to Sean Kittleson there because this book has now been in my top three, all three issues. Wow. And so maybe you'd like to come on the show. So reach out to us. Sean would like to have you. Talk more about this book. Streak. I know. So come on and join us and we'd love to talk to you about it. Miguel wants your friendship. Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Animality. <laughs> Flawless victory. Well, cool. What was your number one book this week then? Men of Wrath number five. Oh, that was actually my number two book. It was really good. Yeah, I'm pretty pissed off because it's a miniseries, <laughs> god damn it. I thought you didn't put miniseries in your top two. I didn't, but you know what? Jason Aaron was kicking some serious ass, and Ron Garney, was, I swear to God, this book should not be a miniseries. This shit should keep on going. Well, there was only like two people left in the lineage. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you couldn't really keep the story going much longer. You know, maybe you got some wraths hitting somewhere else in deep Kentucky someplace. I don't know, Virginia Hill. Hey, they could always do another miniseries, like the Wrath Cousins or something. Nice. Uh, or the Baby. Or the Baby, yeah. So I got a feeling that may be the case. But this Daughters book, of Wrath. I can see that. Nice. This book was good. You know, it was so intense. And, of course, the old man just wipes everybody out. Well, if you remember in issue four, the son got killed. Yeah. I mean, the son went to see his dad, confront him. He was ready to kill his dad. And the dad was like, look, I know I've been a bastard to you your whole life. Here's all the money I've gotten from all the hits I've ever done. I'm sorry your mom left. That's not my fault. He's like, I want you to, have a, I want you to take this, take the girl, take your baby, and go have a good life somewhere. Get away from all this shit. And that's what he's planning to do at the end of issue four. And then he goes to the hospital and <laughs> runs into the family they're at war with. 
and just gets shot up. He dies. Yeah. How about those assholes? Hey, man, you're bleeding. Maybe you should go to the hospital. <laughs> oh, shit, we're in one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they messed him up pretty bad, and they killed him. So when the news gets back to the dad, who's got cancer and is about on his deathbed already, uh, issue five, he's just no holds barred going after that family with everything he's got. And he's like, his whole house is bulletproof, which I thought was hilarious. He's like, you don't live to be this old being an assassin and not think to bulletproof your house, you morons. <laughs> I know, man. He was just picking them off one at a time. Then he shows up at that guy's dinner, his house, and kills stands the behind. The family. He kills yeah. them all. That's what I'm talking about. It Extreme was, justice. It was brutal, but it was really good. Um, one of the better miniseries of the year so far. Yeah. That could be a contender for the end of this year. Yeah. Seriously, that was pretty badass. So, Jason Aaron, if you're here in. Come on, let's talk about whatever you got new coming out. Join us on the show. So what was your uh, number two and number one? Well, like I said, my number two was Men of Wrath. It was just brutal and beautiful. I loved it. It was great. Wait a minute. Brutal and beautiful? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you, you, you can't uh, understand <laughs> the beauty within all the violence? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a sensitive soul. You're a sick <laughs> bastard is what you are. <laughs> and my number one was uh, Batman number 39 from Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Holy shit. It is so amazingly good. I, I, issue number 38 was in my top two last time that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not surprised at all that this made it. This is the one book that I was most excited to read this week. I mean, I put it above Evil Empire. I put it above all the stuff I normally love to read. Could not wait to get to it, and I was not disappointed. Um, in my opinion, this is definitely one of the best Joker stories that's ever been told. But you had to wait. I did have to wait. Because your books got in late. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> winter weather in Texas where it's like 40 degrees and a little bit of rain. Jesus and Christ, man. There was snow they couldn't see. What the hell you want to do? Walk the books to Houston? It's Texas, man. <laughs> it's Texas. I'm pissed off about that, too. I was going everywhere to find my damn book. I was buying them from wherever I had them. But, but Batman 39, getting back to that, Joker has ruined Batman's entire world. Everybody in Gotham is infected with the Joker serum. And we've come to find out that Batman can't treat it like he has before. There's no antidote for this Joker serum. There's some component within it that he's never seen before. And throughout 37 and 38 of the series, he finds out through a lot of interrogation with other people that were involved in the creation of it that the missing component is spinal fluid from the Joker. That's just messed up, man. Which, you know, Joker's used his own blood and stuff before, but never spinal fluid. And he starts to realize from what he's being told by these other people that Joker might actually be immortal or at least really old way older than he expects him to be. Uh, he keeps finding more and more proof that the Joker existed pre-Talons, pre-Court of the Owls, pre-Gotham, and there's all these photographs from way back when where Joker's in there, but you know, back then he was just kind of a troublemaker, and the, the theory now is that he was just living his life, causing chaos where he could, doing whatever he wanted to do, but he wasn't really the Joker until Batman came around and gave him a reason to elevate his game. So I thought it was just really, really cool that storyline and that potential origin for Joker. And in this one, uh, Joker invades the Batcave. Yeah. Uh, what he does to Alfred is just ridiculously brutal. I mean, we're talking about arms getting severed. <laughs> Hashtag the arm again. <laughs> I'll just tell people. I mean, Joker cuts off Alfred's arms. It's fucked up. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he steals all of the parts, all, all of the trophies that Batman has within the cave. You know, the giant coin and the dinosaur and the giant pl deck of playing cards and all the shit that you see in the... And the hood. Right, and the red hood. And then he has a parade. <laughs> it's like a scene right out of the Michael Keaton Batman movie where Joker's like dancing to Prince. Yeah. Going down with all the, all the Batman stuff behind him. And Joker's just sitting there on a throne in the middle of it all. And he's like, you know, the, I know the only way he can make an antidote is if he gets my spinal fluid. So he's going to have to come get it. And Batman went to the Talons and to the Court of Owls, like we said before, to try to get help. And they just laughed at him. Yeah. You know, they don't have any, they're not concerned about what's going on with the Joker at all. They think he's nothing, which is probably going to be their downfall. Mm -hmm. So Batman goes to get help from some other sources. That was crazy, And the right? people that he turns to is just like, what? I can't believe that. And it was just, it was really, really well done. I loved it. He's got his family and he's got the other people. Yeah. If, if you're not reading Endgame, you're doing yourself a disservice. I mean, I know they're on the fifth issue out of six at this point, so it's kind of hard to go back and pick up the back issues. But when this comes out in trade, you have to read it. Oh, yes. It is so, so good. Yeah, it's probably one of the best Joker stories we read in a long time. Yeah, if not ever. Yeah, it's just like, wow. I mean, I've been on a Joker high this kind of the last couple of weeks. You know, of course, with the guy playing Joker on Gotham, which I thought was really freaking good, too. But, yeah, man, Greg, I'll tell you what, Mr. Capullo, this, you, you and your boy, you've, got, you've outdone yourself. This is a great book, and I cannot wait. 
I cannot wait for the next issue. I love how you're talking to all these guys directly, <laughs> like they listen to the show. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, you know, Greg listens. You know, he talks to us, and he I listens. mean, we we are acquaintances of Greg. We've talked to Greg before. He likes us. We had a really good rapport with him the time we met him. So I think he like laughs at some of our tweets every once in a while. He retweets his likes our stuff, but I'm not sure he listens to the yeah, show. A bunch, that, of, bunch of losers. That might, a, <laughs> that might be a stretch. Hey, I'm working on it. Leave me alone. <laughs> but no, you know it's great. That's a good choice, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what was your pick of the week then? Pick of the week is uh, They're Not Like Us number three by Eric Stevenson and Simon Gain. That's another really good one. Yeah, I like it because they're teaching the girl how to use her power now, and they're teaching her how to fight, and so she's training with the black guy because I can't remember his name. I don't remember half these people's names in there, but he's pretty cool because he can calm her down. So they're, like, fighting. He's, like, beating the crap out of him, punching him. He's like, you hit like a girl. I can read your mind. And then he, like, kisses her. Like, what the hell? It's very much like heroes. It's these kids that are developing their powers, and instead of using their powers to save the world or to be good guys or whatever – uh, they know that they're the only people out there with powers, or at least in this immediate area. Mm-hmm. So they're totally just abusing them and using them for profit. <laughs> yeah, but they're only beating up bad people. Right. I mean, they definitely have a, an agenda of their own to punish the wicked, but they also have no problem like ripping off corporations or <laughs> you know living large. They're living large. Yeah, I liked it because they tell you more story about the young girl. You see, their her parents getting all pissed off because she escaped from the the hospital she was in, and she's learning how to use her power. And she's incorporating herself, and you see her just beat the crap out of that, that one bad dude. I was like, this is freaking awesome. So I thought it furthered the story a little bit more about her, show us using her power, and you see her coming to her own, yeah. like getting ready to kick some more ass. So that's what she, that's why I made my pick of the week. I'm enjoying it, too. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading more of it. What was yours? Uh, my pick of the week is actually Amazing X-Men number 17 Ah, from Christopher Yost and George Fornes. It's kind of an unusual pick for me. I don't usually pick a lot of Marvel books, and whenever I do, it's usually – like Deadpool or Spider-Man. X-Factor. Uh, or X-Factor. I really liked X-Factor a lot. But Amazing X-Men has been an okay series so far. There's been some good issues, some bad issues or whatever. But this current arc, they're, they're dealing with the Juggernaut. They're dealing with the Gem of Cytorak. Because uh, if you remember back in AVX, when Colossonaut was a thing, they worked really hard to separate him from the Gem. So the Gem's still there, but nobody has possession of it. Nobody's possessed by Cytorak. I love how you coined that term. Colossonaut. Colossonaut, right. That was so cool when you said it the first time. <laughs> so they find out where it is, and all these people go to try to get it. You got Crossbones. You got Kane. You got Colossus going back for it. You got Rockslide, the the young mutant. You got a bunch of different people competing to try to get to the Gem of Cytorak, and all the X-Men are there trying to fight, up, fight them off. Well, in this issue, you kind of find out that both Kane Marco and Colossus have the same agenda, and they're there to destroy the gym. They don't want Cytorax power, and they don't want anybody else to have it because it ruined their lives. So they're doing everything they can to be the first ones to get there so they can break it. There's one other person that's in the building that's a stranger. He's this unidentified guy, looks like a mummy, obviously is not a great fighter at the moment, but they don't really say who it is. And that's the person who ends up getting to the gym of Cytorak. Yeah, and he was with Storm. How does Storm not figure out who it was early before that happened? Because it's an old, old X-Men villain that hasn't been around for a long time. And then she realized who it was at the end, before <laughs> he actually touched it. When it was too late. <laughs> I still don't even know who the hell he is. Uh, it's the living monolith. He's a guy that can absorb cosmic power and make himself basically infinitely strong and infinitely big. He can keep growing and growing. Hey, How that's going to work in conjunction with the, the gym of Cytorak, your guess is as good as mine. But once he was possessed by Cytorak, he's fucking 40 feet tall. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know what that team's going to do against him. They got one telepath and uh, nobody to pry that helmet off. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just screwed. Mr. Sinister's going to show up. <clears throat> uh, what is he going to do? I don't know, just laugh and walk away. <laughs> I mean, Wolverine's dead. There's nobody to pry that helmet off. <laughs> That's true. And, you know, the Living Monolith's upper level for power is really, really high. Like, There's some stories back in the 80s and 90s where... Like he could absorb power to the point where he could grow and actually become a planet. Uh, he didn't actually do that. It was a goal of his that he failed to achieve. That's insane. But with the Jim Cytorak, maybe that's possible. Like there's a lot of crap that can go on with this. The, the one thing, though, is they can't really keep him in the state that he's in. He can't just end up being like a 400-foot-tall monster yeah. forever. Because what does that do? Like That's just not how X-Men works. So I'm pretty sure within a couple of issues, he will get beat somehow. And then the gym will either be destroyed and will no longer have the Juggernaut. Or it'll go back to one of its previous inhabitants. So either way, I'm excited to read about it. Because I like Living Monolith. He was a, a character that I enjoyed back in the 90s. And I'm kind of excited to see him again. 
I also like Kane Marco, and I hope to God somehow the gem ends up back in his possession. Kind of kind of disappointed if it ends up with uh, Colossal Knot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had that story. I think Crossbones Knot could be kind of cool. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Dude, do you think Crossbones is going to kill Firestar, or Firestar was going to win that battle? I think Firestar was about to destroy Crossbones. Yeah. <laughs> that was, she goes, don't make me kill you. That was freaking awesome. That was kind of an intense scene, man. It was, it was a really action-packed issue. Lots of fights going on in different places. I just I really thought it was good. I already know who's going to get it. I already saw down the path who's going to get the who's going to get the gem. Who's that? Gold balls. Nice. <laughs> Gold balls, not juggle balls. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be pissed when like Gold balls and uh, Jubilee wind up beating him or some crap like that. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> I'd be surprised if something like that happens. No, but. no it's Gold balls, baby. He's going to get the, the get the gem. Could well, be. Going to up his game. Could be. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> now, I know you have a hard on for the juggernaut. I know you love him. It's one of your favorites. So Yeah. I mean, I can see the statue over here. <laughs> Action figure. Doll. <laughs> You're a doll. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> cool picks, man. Cool yeah. picks. If you enjoy our show and you want to support us, there are a couple ways you can do that. Uh, we're trying to raise money because we have a lot of things we want to do this year. A lot of conventions we want to attend. We need new flyers. We need... T-shirts. We want to actually make T-shirts to sell to you guys because we know a lot of people have interest in that. Uh, And who knows what else? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff we have in the works that we can't really tell you guys about yet. But in order to do that, we need money. And I've already poured a ton into the show, and Miguel has poured a little into the show. What the? (laughs) Thanks for calling me out, man. But we could really use some support from you guys. There's a couple ways you can do that. Number one is go to tweakedaudio.com and buy some kick-ass headphones. Uh, the podcast sounds amazing on those, and you can listen to lots of other shows, too. I won't be mad if you do. Uh, <laughs> use promo code COMICAL, and you'll get a third off the cost of your order, plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. And they deliver it within two days. And the sound quality is amazing. They're, they're noise-canceling. They have a real strong bass. Uh, I just love them. And let me give them a little shout-out here. As you know, I bought the Eddies for my boy out there, and they broke. And, you know, things happen. And I called them up, emailed them up real quick, and they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. Boom, we're going to... Send you out new ones right now. So he got them within two days, and he's listened to them again. Yeah, Hell, they even gave me replacements for the one they gave me for free. They got great warranty. So, so These people are amazing. I mean, seriously, great headphones. They're awesome. Support them. Use our promo code COMICAL, and trust me, you save some money on them. Yeah. And the other way you can support us is just directly giving us money, which we are really happy when you guys do that. <laughs> uh, if you want to donate to us, you can send it to comicalpodcast at gmail.com via PayPal. And uh, anything you guys can give to help support the show is greatly appreciated. Exactly. We need some dinero. We need some money. Because apparently the third way to get money for the show is to shame Miguel on Twitter for not giving enough money <laughs> to the show. <laughs> you bastard. It's because I've been going to the doctor a lot lately, man. I'm horse to I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> See, if it was for the peeps, I could understand. <laughs> for the peeps? <laughs> but I know it wasn't from the peeps. <laughs> no, it wasn't from the peeps. All right. That's enough of that. Let's move on. Okay. So this past week on uh, Walking Dead, they finally started talking about Alexandria, which is the first big community that they go and join up with. Right. Uh, Aaron, the guy from the comics, who's also apparently in the show, Mm -hmm. showed up and started trying to prove himself to Rick and the rest of the group. He got punched. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you know what we said? That's what you get. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you got to be suspicious of people in in this era, in the Walking Dead era. right? Of course. You know, you can't trust anything at face value. I mean, look at the governor. Yeah. Right. So they're being they're being cautious, maybe overly cautious, but they they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So Aaron earns their trust based on some stuff that happens. You know, he helps them fight some zombies off and convinces them Alexandria is a good place to go. So he meets up with his partner, the guy that was out in the woods to try to protect him in case something happened. <laughs> you said partner. Well, he is. He's his partner. They're lovers. These two dudes, Aaron and Eric. Gotcha. And they're that- <laughs> Eric. <laughs> go ahead. Yes, yeah, the looker. The looker. <laughs> So this couple exists not only in the comics, but now also in the TV series. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the internet just lost its fucking mind when a gay couple showed up in The Walking Dead. Lost oh. its mind. Are you talking about the kiss? <clears throat> the kiss. There was a kiss between Aaron and Eric when they were happy to be reunited after this crazy zombie fight overnight. I, I'm going to be honest with you. The scene was powerful because he just went through all that crap, and he got back to the person he loves the most. Yeah. And so it was actually like really... I don't know. You're kind of like that's kind of cool, I guess. You know, it's not for me, but but it was it was it was a good scene. It was a, it was very well acted. And so you tell me, people pissed off because two gay dudes kiss on a show that's live that a lot of people watch, but they're fine with people eating other people's asses. I'm going to read some of these tweets. This me, is this is not 
me saying these things, these are these homophobic assholes saying these things. So if I kill you, cut your ass up and eat you, that's worse than you trying to kiss me on the show. And you're not kissing me, by the way. Just letting you know that. <laughs> Aside from the gay shit, the last episode of The Walking Dead was amazing. Wow. Last night's Walking Dead was really good, except for the whole gay thing. It's not promoting sin. It's not okay. Nice. The Walking Dead just lost a lot of fans with that gay shit. Oh, my God. And that's just some of them. That's just a sampling of, of how ridiculously homophobic people are. Read the fucking books, moron. <laughs> They're fucking gay in the books. They kiss in the books. Hell, they do more. You fucking jackasses. It's ridiculous. We have. We have. Wait, wait. We have what? We have, fr- <laughs> <laughs> we have friends that are gay. We have lots of friends that are and gay. And we do not ju- Hell, we're in the comic book industry. What does that tell you? But what the fuck is wrong with people? I don't know, man. Like I said earlier, you can eat someone's ass, but you can't kiss somebody. You can't kiss the person you love. Look, I'm not gay. I will never be gay. I love the women, but I'm just saying, <laughs> God damn it. What the fuck is wrong with people? I, don't, I just think it's ridiculous. I, I apologize mean, for my, my use of words, but I'm really upset because this really offends me because I know it offends our good friends. And that's wrong. It is wrong. If you would read the damn comics, you would know it's already in there. People should be outraged about Daryl. People should not be outraged about the gay kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Daryl home, damn it. <laughs> People should be outraged about Eugene. What the hell, man? <laughs> or Eugene, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things in The Walking Dead that are just awful. Like, it is, it is not a very good show at this point. Like, I'm... Okay, I'll, I'll be fair. The last two episodes have been way better than some of the previous ones. But that's what it does. Every single time. The Walking Dead's like, terrible, terrible, terrible. All right, if the next episode's not good, I'm quitting. Good episode. Shit. I'm drawn back in. They give you another good one just to keep you there. <laughs> good episode. Oh, wow. Maybe it's going to pick up. Terrible, 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 terrible. Well, tell them why that's terrible because filler, 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 filler. Yeah, well, the pacing is just really, really slow. And a lot of the time they do side stories on characters that just nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, how the hell is Carol still alive and Andrew is dead? I mean, it, 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 I mean, I understand you can't follow the comic books exactly because then people know what's going to happen. Well, apparently not because fucking people don't read the books and know there was gay guys in the book to begin with. Well, people freak out when they go and they find out Daryl doesn't exist in the comic series. Holy Jesus. I, I just want to slap a bitch. Excuse me. Slap a dude. Slap a homophobe. No. Slap a homophobe. <laughs> hashtag slap a homophobe. That's the new hashtag for Comical Podcast. You're going to get sued like freaking <laughs> Zachary Quinto for slapping that kid, man. <laughs> uh, only slap homophobes if they're over the age of 18. <laughs> <laughs> you can't slap nobody, man. You can't do it. Verbally slap homophobes. Okay, there we go. There you go. <laughs> I don't understand this, man. That is just terrible. I can't believe that people actually wrote that stuff. You got to have... No, you're just freaking closed mind, man. Just hate mongers. Like, hey, dude, people probably hate the show because I'm Mexican. You probably don't get half your listeners because I'm brown. Oh, hell, I told them now. Now you done lost another 100 people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> I, I don't understand. That's, that's really sad. You know, like I said, I, you know me. You know when you watch the movies and you see the dudes kissing or you see the dudes doing that stuff, and I'm like, ah, come on, man. Or they show too much, too much wang in the movie. I don't need to see that. You know, that's not necessary. But... Like you said, it was part of the storyline. I knew it was coming. As soon as I saw him on the show, I said, okay, so where's this guy, his friend at? And then everything went down. I said, okay, now I was already ready for it. Before it even happened, I knew something was going to happen. So, okay, whatever. I didn't have no problem with it. It's just just love. Like, who cares? I mean, okay, it's one thing if he shows up and Eric whips his dick out and starts, like, shoving it in his face or something. What the hell kind of walking dead are you watching? (laughs) You know, if it's a walking cock, I understand if people... (laughs) But... It's not that. It's a zombie story that has real human stories told about all these different characters, and a couple of them just happen to be gay, and they love each other, and they're really excited to see each other, and the actors are actually really good. They portrayed that well. I just, I get really irritated by people that are so close-minded about stuff like that, that is not harmful to anybody else. Yeah. What's wrong with you people, man? Y'all gonna hate against Michonne? What, you're gonna hate against Carl? Well, you know, Carl shouldn't have but one eye right now. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. They were completely fine with the lesbian girl. From Woodbury. Oh, wow. Yeah, of course. Fucking weirdo dudes. What's wrong with you people? Hate The Walking Dead for the right reasons, not the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, man. You can't satisfy anybody in this world. You know that. People are going to hate on us for, for defending. People are going to hate on us because they think we're, we're not funny. People are going to hate on everybody for everything. You can't please everyone in this world. It's just, you know, if I try. Yeah, I'm just going to be myself. People don't like it, they don't have to listen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough... Uh, Defending gay rights. Let's move on. Yeah, would have pissed me off. <laughs> so this past weekend was the Oscars. Did you watch it? No. Okay. Who am I, Steven Seagal? 
<laughs> he makes a comment, makes a joke about going to see the Oscars and Hard to Kill. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Sorry. That, that was a bit of a stretch of a reference. Yeah, I know. My bad. Right. <laughs> okay, so the Oscars happened this past weekend, and I was really happy with uh, some of the wins. You know, I thought Birdman definitely deserved to win Best Picture. Okay. Uh, it's really good, but I definitely feel like Hollywood really snubs the superhero movies, and I'm not the only one. James Gunn actually wrote a little article about how he feels about it, and I'm going to read that real quick because I okay. thought it was interesting. So James Gunn says, Whatever the case, the truth is, popular flair in any medium has always been snubbed by the self-appointed elite. I've already won more awards than I ever expected for Guardians of the Galaxy. What bothers me slightly is that many people assume because you make big films that you put less love, care, and thought into them than people who do make independent films or who make what are considered more serious Hollywood films. I've made B-movies, independent films, children's movies, horror movies, and gigantic spectacles. I find there are plenty of people everywhere making movies for a buck or to feed their own vanity. And then there are people who do what they do because they love storytelling, they love cinema, and they want to add back to the world some of the same magic they've taken from the works of others. In all honesty... I do not find a strikingly different percentage of those with integrity and those without working within any of the fields of film. If you think people who make superhero movies are dumb, come out and say we're dumb. But if you as an independent filmmaker or as a serious filmmaker or as a serious filmmaker think you put more love into your characters than the Russo brothers do Captain America or Joss Whedon does the Hulk or I do a talking raccoon, you are simply mistaken. Nicely put. I thought so. I thought it was really eloquent. I mean, shit. What the hell kind of podcast are we doing today? We got gay haters, and now we got superhero haters. I mean, this is ridiculous. I just think it's it's the same thing as my rant about the Grammys. Before. Yeah, I was going to say, they're both ran by pompous assholes. You know, like in the Grammys, a lot of uh, music categories are really seriously underrepresented. And I feel like in American cinema and Oscars, like award shows like that, superhero movies are, are greatly underrepresented. And sure, some of them are popcorn flicks, and no, something like Iron Man or, you know, Captain America maybe is not worthy of Best Picture or whatever, but there are certainly categories where it deserves to be nominated. Guardians of the Galaxy was nominated for Best Makeup, right? Yeah. Okay. I can't think of a single movie that had thousands of different kinds of aliens in it that required lots of different kinds of makeup. You know, the, the movie that won was um, the, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Okay, so I haven't seen that movie. I like Wes Anderson, but I haven't watched that yet. But, okay, there's a bellboy is the focus of the story. There is no way that that bellboy had more interesting makeup on him than the fucking thousand aliens in Guardians of the Galaxy. There's just no way. It doesn't make sense. No, you're absolutely right. I agree with you 100%. They're just, I don't know what the hell's wrong with people. Guardians of the Galaxy, the, uh, the soundtrack, mm-hmm. the awesome mixtape volume one. Yeah, which was is the awesome, best, by the way. Was, was like one of the best-selling movie soundtracks of the year. Did they win anything for music? Probably not. No. <laughs> Life of Pi probably won. <laughs> No, not Frozen. No. <laughs> but, but that's my point. You know, I just feel like everybody in these upper echelons is so closed-minded and it has expectations for what makes a good movie or makes a good story that they don't open themselves up to experiencing things for what they are and, and giving those things a chance. Comedy, horror, science fiction, or superhero movies, that, are, that superheroes probably falls into some of those genres there, they're never going to win. They're never going to win Best Picture. I don't care who it is, unless, unless you have names. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy, you talk about that. If freaking Morgan Freeman was in it, or Denzel Washington, or or Meryl Streep, or some shit was in that movie, all of a sudden they'll get nominated for Best Picture or some bullshit. I mean, look at this: Robert Downey Jr. won an award for Tropic Thunder. They got no other love anywhere else, but he won because it's Robert Downey fucking Jr. And he did Iron Man. He did all those other fucking serious movies. He just did The Judge. He won. A, he won an award for going blackface. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 Ain't no thing. <laughs> All right. I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker. But anyway, that's what I'm trying to say. They're so goddamn pompous, and they get it wrong. I remember a while back, freaking Sean Penn should have won for uh, I Am Sam, where he played retard. He went full retard, actually, and you're not supposed to go according to uh, Robert Downey Jr. Right. I remember that. <laughs> he lost out to some other stupid ass because they messed up and didn't give that guy the Oscar the year before. Guess what? Sean Penn won the following year. And someone else got screwed. Now, we know the greatest actor in the world, Matthew McConaughey, just recently won. Yeah, that was a travesty. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really sad. They, don't, they can't get it right, and they never will get it right. I don't know. What, when those old fogies die and some new people, some new blood takes it in or some, whoever follows them in their footsteps and decides to change things, then it'll change. But I'll tell you right now, at the end of this year, kiss my ass if next year when they do the Oscars that freaking Star Wars is nominated for a bunch of shit. And do you know why? 
Because fucking George Lucas is royalty. George Lucas has well, nothing at all to do with it. It still doesn't matter, though. It's Star Wars. And they'll, he'll always be synonymous with it, even though Disney's doing it. But they'll get more love on it because it's Star Wars. Star Wars, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 could come out, and it would make, let's say it makes three times the amount that the Star Wars movie is going to make. And you know that's going to make a shitload of money anyway. The Guardians won't get any love. Guarantee you. It doesn't matter. Freaking Captain America movie was amazing. You and I both saw it. We loved it. Where's the love? None. But there was damn good acting in there. I, I mean, come on. And don't get us wrong, we love the individual film. Hell, we support everything from Kevin Smith up. And we'll, we'll sit down and watch the movie. I'll watch Life of Pi and everything else. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I really did. I mean, come on. I watched nearly every movie that comes out. Romantic comedies, like, all the way up to crazy, shitty horror movies. Like, I will watch anything. And I, I try to watch every major movie that comes out every single year. And the good thing about you is you're not closed-minded, though. You will watch them all, and you'll be like, I honestly think this film should win Best Picture. And it would be something like, look at you like, really? Huh, interesting. So I need to go watch this movie. I said that about Birdman. I was really happy that it won. <laughs> yeah, Birdman deserved to win, by all means. It, it's just, it just astounds me that they can't get it right. What, what I think <laughs> is, is especially amusing about it is that they are perfectly fine with having every single person that ever played a superhero on screen present an award, <laughs> but they will never give those people any kind of awards themselves. I think that was a dick move. Yeah, that was kind of like saying, hey, this is the only way you're ever going to get up here. Unless you go play a retard somewhere. <laughs> you know, like, seriously. It is so... I mean, Cuba Gooding did radio in an attempt to win an Oscar. Got nothing. I'm dead serious. Have you noticed when they really want to try to win an Oscar, they'll do some serious role where they're mentally challenged or... I mean, I know I've been saying retard. I apologize. But they'll do some mentally challenged thing, and it's ridiculous. Sometimes they win. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Or females are go get nude on, on, on screen. I mean, we're not complaining here. Uh, but <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what they do. It's a damn shame. Anyway, they suck. That's all I got to say. Award shows are just bullshit. I think that's the consensus. Popularity contest. Yeah. And what's sad is someone who's... But that, that's not even a popularity contest because the most popular movie is the one that made the most money. It is what it is. It is what it is. You're living in a world that hates gay kissing men on TV but approves people eating assholes on TV and Why stuff... Why you keep saying eating assholes? Because... Who's I'll... eating assholes? <laughs> Did you never watch Alive? No. You never watched Grim Love? We're talking TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to compare Walking Dead, you've got to compare it to like actual shows on TV. Okay. Walking Dead. Eating people on Terminus. Cannibalism is perfectly fine. Yes. Gay kisses, no. Exactly. Yeah. Slap a homophobe. <laughs> Hashtag nice. slap a homophobe. That's terrible. We hear a comical podcast and not approve that message. <laughs> you know that's going to be the episode name. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, I don't want to dwell on it too much. I just thought we should mention those things because they are relevant to our, cool. our industry. All right. We'll move and, along. Uh, I wanted to give you the opportunity to rant since you haven't done that in a while. Well, yeah. You hit two two touchy buttons there. Yeah. Stop touching my buttons. Okay. Before I slap you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a homophobe. You can't slap me. All right. <laughs> can't slap this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, now it's time for a segment that everybody loves called Tell Me a Funny Story. So the older boy uh, is injured, and we don't know how he got injured playing baseball, whacking it. Who knows what the hell he did? <laughs> he listened, so he'll get mad at that. No, he uh, playing baseball. He hurt himself somehow. I don't know. So it took a while before we finally got him in to see his doctor. Went to the doctor's office, and we got there early. Well, you know, this is a, what do you call a doctor that sees kids? Uh, what do they call it? Pedophile? Uh, no. What? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Come on. <laughs> no. Pediatrician? Thank you very much. You took a long way to get there. <laughs> Anyway, so we went there. So we walk in early, and you know there's going to be a bunch of kids there. And you know how I feel about screaming kids. I was feeling all Zachary Quinto up in there today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mind, but Jesus, come on. This one kid just had too much energy today. I mean, seriously, too much energy. Calm down, kid. Calm down. <laughs> Please calm down, kid. <laughs> but the mom was just, like, encouraging it. And it was a little girl. So, you know, I'm not going to be all Zachary Quinto up in there, but it was like, oh, my God. So I put my headphones on. I said, you know, I'm just going to put my headphones on. I could still, well, I couldn't hear anymore, but I could see her doing the action. So now I like, I need horse binders or blinders or something, you know? <laughs> anyway, so they finally called him and they go in and I take my headphones off. Like, look at the boy. Jesus, it's about time, man. Oh, my God. I mean, I couldn't hear anymore because I was using my two audio headphones, but uh, I could still see her being all stomping around. Like, no discipline. Parents have no discipline over their kids. You know, that's okay for her to be happy and whatever, but sit down. You don't need to be running around the freaking office. Keep your germs to yourself. Anyway, 
So apparently she must have been sick because she was getting shots. And so I was listening to the camera. Is that the kid crying? He goes, yeah, I think that's her. That's the only girl that was here. Everybody else was a boy. That's definitely a girl screaming. So yeah. I was like, that's what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> so we go in there to see camera. We go in there with the boy, and the boy goes to see the uh, doctor. She looks at him, telling him he may have tennis elbow. And I'm like, ah, like in King of the Hill, <laughs> making fun of him. You got tennis elbow. <laughs> so- you know where Bobby gets or Bobby gets gout, the old man injury, but right. Hank thinks it's turf toe, and then gout. Oh, so that's how I was when I found that Cameron had the. Well, we thought he had tennis elbow. So I was like, oh, <laughs> he just looked at me like I was crazy. So we go over to the uh, bone place, and uh, we get there, <laughs> the bone and leg that's, place. That sounds terrible. We went, <laughs> we went over to the bone place, <laughs> the bone specialist, or whatever you want to call him. Oh, is, is that like a strip club you guys went to? Below? <laughs> no, <Come on. laughs> the bone and joint look, doctor's office. So we go in there. The and bone t- and joint. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> so I took him to the doctor's office, the specialist. And uh, the uh, bone and joint clinic, exactly whatever the hell it's called. I don't, do I think? Do I look like I pay attention? No. Anyway, so we go up in there, get the X-rays done, we get the paperwork, and I start filling it out. I don't even get a chance to fill it out before they call us. And like, she's like, call him by his name. And I'm like, are you sure? You're not saying his last name. I don't know. That could be another one of. I'm not going to use his name on air. But they're like, Pete, Pete, Pete. Like Pete who? Pete who? <laughs> she would never finish it. She would never say it. Like what the hell? So we walk over there. I was like. I wasn't sure it was him. I thought there was another one here. He goes, because I haven't, you know, they told us it was going to be a while. She goes, well, I can make you wait. I mean, she had no personality. What a bitch. Yeah, slap a nurse. <laughs> and it's, uh, <laughs> it's like slap a nurse. Anyway, so um, we go in there, and then they, they walk us back to the x-rays and get his x-rays, and I swear to you, it was like 10 seconds. Like, holy Jesus, what the hell did he do in there? It's like, man, that was quick. So we go back up to the front, and then the doctors come in. The one doctor's really nice. Older man, he's pretty cool. He's, you know, he's talking to him and he talks to me. He listens. I say stuff, and you know, he's talking to the kid. They talking at first. He's talking to the kid, and he wasn't acknowledging me, like they do in the courtrooms. You know, when they like tell us, "Is your dad beat you? Is your dad a beater?" <laughs> you know that type of stuff. <laughs> Is your dad a beater? <laughs> <laughs> Does he beat you, son? Does he hit you with wire? You know what I mean? That's how they make you feel. Like I'm, I'm perfectly good because I, because I'm, because you're not a beater. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm actually a good father, and so. uh we go through all that, and the other doctor is standing there up against the wall, just looking. Doesn't even acknowledge. Doesn't even move like a freaking statue. I try to get him, and I say, "That's pretty cool, huh, Doc?" Nothing. Doesn't nod. Doesn't smile. Doesn't nod. just stares at me with his eyeballs, like I'm gonna freaking die in this place. And then he just keeps looking. And the doctor then talks to me, and we get done, and he walks us out. And we walk back in, and I said, "After you, doctor." Nothing. Say it doesn't acknowledge. Doesn't even answer. Doesn't even say this or that. Thank you or whatever. So we come back in, and then we go, and it's okay, we're good. And so they tell us pretty much the diagnosis, and he just has to rest it. And maybe it'll heal on its own, so we got to go back. And the camera goes, what was wrong with that other dude, the other doctor? I said, dude, I think he's training or he's learning. Yeah, but he wasn't saying, he wasn't even moving, just like staring at us with his eyes. I thought we were getting eye hustled or something. It was like, it was like, camera's like, I was getting freaked out. You were getting freaked out. <laughs> I didn't want to stand up. <laughs> Maybe he was horsepated too. I don't know, dude. But dude, that was so creepy. Oh my gosh! So we went out and we paid, and the the woman at the register was kind of funny, and then we walked out. And but it was like it was one crazy adventure today, just dealing with all that stuff. So from that's what you get to getting stared down by a doctor. They don't want to say nothing. They're like, <laughs> "How you doing, boy?" I would have taken that. He <laughs> said something. But yeah, so that bend over. <laughs> no, no, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> well, as you know, I've been sick. So my doctor's story is pretty much I go in there expecting to see the doctor. Three hours later, I finally get to see the doctor. I see the doctor. He knows who I am because he knows my mom and dad. Those horse doctors are busy, man. I know. Just there, right? Dude, the guy on TV, sees, he sees an animal every two minutes. I mean, come on, man. I should have gone inside that guy. So he gets in there, checks me out, tells me to lay down, starts pushing my guts. I'm like, Oh, that hurt. What about here? Oh, okay. I think you're clogged up. Huh? <laughs> I think you're backed up. What? <laughs> so, yeah, he starts telling me, you need to take these. Uh, so he gives me these pills and gives me that. So basically, yeah, I was horse Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to give you Drano. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty funny because, like, I was getting pushed all over the place, dude. I thought if he pushed any harder, I might shit myself there in the room. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, that would have been a better story. I don't know. <laughs> so it's been what two days and nothing to report. Nothing to report. <laughs> well, we'll check back in with the status of your stool next week. Okay, I'll be glad to give you that update <laughs> on the great caca. <laughs> great caca. All right. Hashtag shovel my shit, but there ain't nothing to shovel right now.
<laughs> so yeah, not funny stories, but just uh, just interesting stories in my life for the last couple of days. Cool. Doctor stories and doctor horror stories and whatever you want to call them. Fair enough. All righty then. <laughs> you ain't got no funny doctor stories? Ever going with your dad and get probed at the same time? No. <laughs> no. That is funny though. We we have a former coworker who uh, he turned thirty five, I think, and he went for his very first prostate exam. By the aliens? No. The scenario too? No. No. Okay. <laughs> so he went with his dad. Because his dad said, oh, yeah, I need to get one, too. So they're there. And his dad went in first. Okay. And got his prostate exam. And, and I guess our friend thought that uh, he was going to go see a different doctor. But he didn't. He saw the same doctor. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Immediately afterwards. And when he's telling me this story, I'm just like, you realize that same finger was in your dad's ass like 20 seconds ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> even if it's new latex, even if it's new... Lubricant, whatever. He just didn't switch. Go- he didn't switch gloves. <laughs> just left it on. Uh, it's, it's just father and son. Yeah, that's not a that's not an outing I want to have with my father. Let's let's go get prostate exams together. <laughs> Two men, one glove. <laughs> that's, a movie, that's a movie nobody wants to see. Man. Hey, look here, you homophobe. <laughs> that's not that's that's just common decency. Homophobia. <laughs> that's terrible, man. Don't they use like a metal rod? I don't know. I don't go to these things. You never been for a prostate exam? How old are you, dude? I'm forty something. I ain't getting my ass checked out. I already know it's stopped up. I don't need nobody to tell me. It's going to dig in there and get what? You going to pull it out? I need any string. I know dog. It ain't stuck in there. <laughs> this show's taking a turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, no thank you. I'm not going to get a prostate exam with my father. If we do, I'm dropping him off, and I'm going to go see the doctor three miles down the road. <laughs> you don't need to share that experience. Exactly. We're not going together either. I was planning that for episode 200. <laughs> <laughs> prostate exams with comical podcast one and two. Comical prostate exams. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to comical podcast. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, that'd be nasty. Thank you. That's not happening. So what you got next for me, Bob? Let's move on to uh, comics, movie, and TV news. What do you want to talk about first? Well, you know what? It's been a messed up week because of the snow. Give me some comic news. Comic news. Yes, sir. Okay, so... There's a lot of new books coming out of Secret Wars. One of them they announced this week is Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies. It's going to be an ongoing, which, you know, there's really no other explaining to do. It's the Marvel Zombie Universe versus a bunch of Ultrons. I thought we were getting rid of all this crap. <laughs> That's going to be one of the battle worlds, I guess. Is Deadpool going to be there? Probably. He's all in all the Marvel Zombies books. Okay. I don't know what to think. I, I, I'm speechless. You have no opinion? I have no opinion. I really have no opinion either. <laughs> I love the Marvel Zombies books, but I hated Age of Ultron, so I really don't know. Yeah, I don't think I could read that book. I'll probably pick it up just to, to see. Only if Deadpool's in it. If, if it's primarily Marvel Zombies and Ultron's just sort of there, it might be good. But I'm not excited about another Ultron book. I'm just not. Age of Ultron was so bad. Another new series coming out of Secret Wars is Star-Lord and Kitty Pride as an ongoing. And it's being written by Sam Humphreys. So I guess they're not going to break up after all the Black Vortex shit goes on. I guess they're going to end up together and go on adventures in space together. And this is going to be kind of a love story across the universe kind of thing. I'm not picking that crap up. <laughs> I thought you liked Star-Lord. I do like Star-Lord, but really? Yeah. Kitty Pry. Is mm-hmm. the dragon going to be there? Probably. Okay, I'll read it. Okay. Is Rocket going to show up? You know the Guardians are always cameo. Well, that's going to be, is the team going to be with him, or is it just going to be him and Kitty Pride? It's probably going to be primarily him and Kitty Pride, but other people will always. Doesn't it kind of worry you then if he's going to be off with Kitty Pride? Do you think a lot of something bad's going to happen with this Black Vortex? Like something's going to happen to the team? You never know. I mean, there's some speculation that can be made there for sure. Yeah, freaking uh, Star Lord's dad's going to take over the Guardians. He's going to become the new Guardians leader. <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't. That doesn't. I mean, I like both of them. I like the interaction in their own book, but I don't know if it's big enough to carry its own. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, not, you, I'm not super excited about it. I'll probably pick it up just to see. The but, first one to see? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll check it out from there with you, too. You never know. It might be really good. We might be, you know, surprised. So. Yeah. Okay. And that's it for comics. There's not a whole lot there this week. Okay. So what do you want to do next? Movies or TV? Uh, let's do some TV. TV. Callista Flarkhart. Shut uh, the front from door. From Allie McBeal. Shut the front door. Has been cast as... Uh, Cat Grant in the Supergirl TV show. She's going to be uh, Kara's boss at her secret identity kind of job. Okay. So the Supergirl show is going to happen, and they're going to do, like, what, Smallville type thing? I think it's going to start out with her already on Earth, already kind of established, and she's going to have a secret identity like Clark Kent. You know, she's going to, like, have a job doing whatever, and I guess Allie McBeal is going to be her boss. 
which I hated Ally McBeal. <laughs> I didn't like Alyssa Flockhart, so I'm not super thrilled about this, but I could be surprised, you know. She hasn't acted in like how long? That's probably why they tapped her for this. They think she can act? Well, they think that nobody's seen her for a while, so she might be a good choice. I've seen her in some stuff before, and I didn't really think she could act. I didn't really care for her. I mean, there were some episodes of Ally McBeal that were okay, but it wasn't because of her. It's because of the cast. Yeah. I don't know, man. This Well... She's probably not going to have that big of a role. You know, she'll come out, probably yell at Supergirl's character or have her moments and say, it's kind of like Perry White, I Yeah, it's going to be a Perry White kind of character, I think. Well, maybe that, that, that might work then. You know, you get a little snippets over here and there, but I don't see it. Some, she's not going to be a lot. She's going to be supporting characters. Some she's rack of bones be. is going to yell like Perry White? Really? Come on. Maybe she's going to gain a bunch of weight. You never know. Okay. Never know. All right. <laughs> I'm not excited. I'm not excited either. Uh, but there are some things about Supergirl TV show that I am excited about. Uh They've apparently put out a casting call for Superman. Superman's going to be on the show? Superman's going to be not only on the show, but in the pilot episode of the show. It's not going to be big old boy, big buff boy, Superman movie guy? Well, they have a very vivid description of what they're looking for. You know, How can you not use that guy? Henry Cavill? Yeah, home dude to Superman. Right, but they can't... DC's made it pretty clear they want to keep their TV universe and their movie universe separate. They're a bunch of morons. Uh, well, we already know that. <laughs> Who the hell are you going to cast as Superman? You know what's going to happen to with somebody like Keanu Reeves, Superman? I'm I mean, telling you. Brandon Ruth playing the Adam and Superman at the same time. Come on. <laughs> Come on. That would actually be kind of uh, funny. Cool that Superman's going to be in it, but if they cast some piece of crap, I'm going to be even more pissed off. Yeah. Because straight up, man, Henry Cavill is Superman. We'll just have to see. So another piece of Supergirl news. Uh, apparently Hank Hanshaw is going to be in the show. And if you know enough about Superman Supergirl... You know that he is the character that turns into Cyborg Superman. Oh, nice. So that's going to be one of the first villains in the show. Hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's it. That's kind of all the Supergirl news. Well, they better start it off strong, because if they don't, it's going to go right in the tank. What, what network? Uh, it's going to be on CBS. Okay. So then they're going to get a death slot. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of death slots. Oh, Jesus. Constantine. Uh NBC. Hold up. You better give me some good news before I throw this pin at you. NBC came out and said that the decision about whether or not to keep Constantine around has been postponed until the writers have had a chance to present the plan for the second season. How the hell do you not like... Okay, NBC, you're a bunch of idiots. Yes, I know whatever the viewers, the numbers, because they put it in a death slot. Oh, my God. Constantine has a cult following. They have the, the, the nerds like us that like that show. I actually enjoyed it. I liked it too. Well, I, I think the writers. I think the writers are going to do something really well. They're going to pitch something really well, and NBC is going to give them another season. But if they don't take it out of that slot, it's not going to last. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're going to cancel it, and they kind of give it a better slot, man. Put the slap in the death slot and move Constantine to some place where it can actually thrive. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? If you don't like it, sell it to the CW. Yeah. Because I think the CW could do something with it. I agree. I agree, and hopefully there is some crossover between those worlds. I would love to see Arrow and Supergirl team up or something. That'd be pretty cool. Oh man, that'd be so awesome! <laughs> well, the next piece of TV news is the one that I am most excited about. Uh, it was announced yesterday that Matt Fraction and Kelly Sue DeConnick have signed a two-year deal with Universal TV, and that they're going to be adapting Sex Criminals into a TV series. Are you freaking kidding me? I am absolutely serious. Are you serious? You're going to go to Come World? <laughs> you stupid ass. <laughs> it's going to be a TV show, man. Who's going to host this? HBO Showtime? I mean, how dirty are we going to get with this? Dude, your guess is as good as mine. They might, they might put it on Spike TV or something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it'll be tame. It won't be, you know, you'll get the, like, your 50 shades of gray. You'll get the thing, and it'll shade off to the right, and you won't, you'll have to go with what you think it is. So people are going to get slapped with plastic dildos. In this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Everything that happens in this book is in some way related to sex. Like, they have fights with, like, dildo weapons and... and That's right. The dildo police is coming for you. Every book <laughs> they read is somehow related to sex. And every, you know, billboard has something to do with sex. And every bookshop they visit has something to do with sex. You know, I mean, the only place that doesn't have anything to do with it is the bank, where they have all the sex. <laughs> where they <laughs> try to steal the money. Like... Literally, almost everything in this book has something to do with sex. So I just don't see how it's going to work on anything but a premium channel. It has to. It's going to be stars. If they put it on a premium channel, though, it's going to be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be stars. It's hilarious. It's going to be so funny. Come on, man. They did Spartacus. It's got to be stars. <laughs> I, I, can stars I can see stars. That's too. freaking cool. So uh, now you got to work to get Matt on the TV show. <laughs> Matt on the show. Hey, Matt, come join us on <laughs> talk about sex criminals because I know you love that book. Yeah. And I don't know if you tweeted out to him a couple of times and you picked up just the tips. 
bunch of perverts out there. <laughs> okay, I admit the book is damn funny. It's really funny. I wish I had picked up book one. You know, I'll just have to pick up the trades. But yeah, it is damn funny. The whole so, dildo slapping police is funny. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. Uh, so moving on to movies then, since that's all the TV news. So at the Oscars, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, said that uh, Shazam might actually be appearing in the DC Cinematic Universe prior to the 2019 scheduled release date. He's Shazam, right? Yeah, he's playing Shazam and Black Adam. Nice. So Why is he going to be black? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's Black Adam. I right, know. right, right. So... You know, that could mean that uh, we're going to see Shazam in the Dawn of Justice movie. Well, he's got to be there. You know, he's part of the group that starts the whole thing. They've already got a pretty uh, heavy cast list, though. I mean, you know, you've got Batman and Superman, obviously. And yeah. then you have Wonder Woman. Batman. Batflack. <laughs> you have uh, Aquaman, which they showed the picture for not that long ago. I actually think it looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Homeboy's playing uh, Aquaman, right? Freaking uh, Cal Drogo, right? Jason Momoa. That's a damn good pick. And I hate fucking Aquaman, but you know what? He's gonna make. He's gonna bring Aquaman back. He'll make make him a man instead of a fish, <laughs> instead of a Kanye. That's right. <laughs> Aquaman gets tough finally. I'm I'm pretty excited for it. So I mean, we could see a few other people. We we know there's gonna be a Green Arrow somewhere in there. Uh, how the hell do you, I? I know they won't use the guy from the TV show, but how do you not use him? We know there's gonna be a Flash, and it's and they're different. not gonna use him either. Uh, we speculate there's gonna be Shazam. We speculate there's gonna be Cyborg. Cyborg, and the last one is, of course, Green Lantern. Tyrese Gibson. That's the thing. They're, uh, there's rumors circulating they're going a different route. Not John Stewart now? And it's not going to be John Stewart. And it's not going to be Hal Jordan. It's not going to be Jesus. And it's not going to be Kyle Rayner. Okay. As, no way. And it's not going to be Guy Gurner. Sinestro? No, it can't be because they already did that crap. No. Who's it going to be? There's rumors that it's going to be not Jessica Cruz, the female Green Lantern. And there's even rumors that Michelle Rodriguez has actually been cast as her. What the hell? Oh my God! Okay, fine. I don't have a problem with Michelle Rodriguez, but I, I okay. DC, you, oh Jesus! I, <laughs> when is the movie being released? It, it's the two thousand and never. It comes out uh, next year, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's not coming out because um, oh, oh, how can you? Oh, how can you just mess this up? I mean, seriously, what executive sits there and is making decisions? Clearly, he's not a comic book man. Not a comic book man. I have no freaking clue who the hell is doing this stuff. Who the hell are they going to fight? Who's going to be the bad guy? Do we know? It's, it's probably going to be all of them fighting each other, trying to figure out how to make the Justice League work, right? I guess so. What, the Legion of Doom's going to show up at the end? I mean, Lex is in the movie, so you're going to have Lex probably as the central villain. Solomon Grundy? I'd love to see Solomon Grundy on the big screen. Black Mana? Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Toymaker? Toy, well, that's, a, that's <laughs> wow, you went straight for the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, just, no, that's how DC thinks. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Uh, man, you know I love Batman, but they're killing me. DC is killing me. If the comic books went away and it was all about DC's movies and stuff, I'd, I'd never, ever watch another DC thing ever again. The only thing that saves them is the animated movies. Yeah. It's terrible. I'm sorry, man. I'm not ranting anymore. Go on. What's next? Um, I, I, feel, I feel you, though, man. I mean, it... Dawn of Justice is not looking spectacular at this moment. Because when it was supposed to be just Batman, Superman, and now all of a sudden it's just like blowing out of proportion. Well, you, you and I have both read and watched Dark Knight Returns, and that's supposed to be the, the main thing the movie's based off of. So Green Arrow has to be in the movie mm-hmm. to help Batman. Like yeah. He's crucial to the storyline. One-armed Green Arrow, that's right. <laughs> so I, I really want to see Green Arrow in the movie, and I can't think of anybody, anybody, that's better than Stephen Amell. I can't. No, there's nobody better. And than I think I think they're making a terrible decision by not putting him in the movie. They don't need all these other characters. I mean, I know they want to introduce Wonder Woman. I know they want to introduce Aquaman. They want to set the groundwork for for making the Justice League movie, which is great. All these characters should exist. But if you do too much in one movie, you end up with Spider Man three. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up, man. It's the truth, though. You can't just jam a thousand villains into one movie or a thousand superheroes into one movie without explaining. Giving them all adequate screen time, you know? I'm giving you that look because you're shitting on Spider-Man 3 because James Franco's in that movie. No, nah, I'm shitting on it because it's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> and James Franco was the only positive thing. I understand. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're saying. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, maybe, maybe things will turn around. Maybe they'll make some smart decisions, but I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. <laughs> so the last couple things. Uh, I know we just talked about Harley. Margot Robbie 
who has been cast as Harley, just signed a deal for the next 10 years to play Harley Quinn. Yeah, I saw that earlier. And she was on The Wolf of Wall Street. I kind of like her. I like her, too. I can't wait to see how she voices it. So I'm just hoping that she does well. Because if she sucks, I'm going to be pissed. I think she's going to be a great Harley. No, I think she's actually a decent actress. A lot of people were calling for the original woman who does the who does uh, the voices on the animated shows and everything else and on the games, which you know she'd have been a good good call. But no, I I think they went right. I think this may be actually a good call. I agree. Jared Little is the Joker. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Those big eyes. We'll see. No, we'll see. <laughs> no, he's gonna break into song. <laughs> <laughs> um, in an interview with Cigar Aficionado magazine. Hugh Jackman said that he wants to play the Wolverine until he dies. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, too. I know you hate Hugh Jackman. As much, as much shit as I, I say about Hugh Jackman being Wolverine, Wolverine being in everything, like, I really can't think of anybody that's better suited to play the role at this point than, than him. I've seen him in other things besides uh, the Wolverine, playing the Wolverine character, and he's a good actor. Yeah. And, actually, and Hugh Jackman is one of those people that he's likable. And... He just appeals to the people, and I, I really like him as Wolverine. I can't really see anybody as Wolverine. Now, I did like the original Gambit, even though in the crappiest movie you didn't like. I like the fact that they t- Taylor Kitsch as Gambit. I wish that they would have brought back as Gambit, but you know they're going to go a different route with it too. But well, we'll see. Channing Tatum. I have a problem with Channing Tatum. I just you know he's kind of funny in some of the movies he does, but I was he's not Gambit. Yeah, he's not Gambit. He's not Gambit. Taylor Kitsch was more of a Gambit because he had that look. I felt. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. A lot of we'll see in this podcast. I know, right? <laughs> We're sitting over here twiddling our thumbs and holding our breath. Hugh Jackman, man. Hugh Jackman. And that's it for the news this week, man. There's a lot of stuff, like I said. That's, you know, that's some interesting news. Some very depressing news. Some pissed off news. And some, like, what the hell was you thinking news? Uh, I want to remind everybody, there's a couple of new places you can find us. The first one is nerdbong.com, where you can find not only us, but a lot of other podcasts that we like, like the Baked English Pod, the Untitled Movie Podcast, the Kick in the Pokeballs podcast, which I've actually really grown to like, and the uh, Comic Syndicate, which are you know obviously some of our good friends. You like the English lady spiking, do you? They're pretty damn funny. Yes, they are damn funny. <laughs> I really like it. So uh, go check those shows out. You can also find us on WickedRadioNetwork.com, uh, along with a lot of other shows. They host our uh, most recent episode. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, and we are still asking for people to go out and leave us reviews. We're trying to get those numbers up, trying to get a... Bigger following, trying to get more people to check us out. I think last count we had 43 five-star reviews. Nice. So I'm feeling pretty good. So iTunes reviews and Stitcher reviews. And Stitcher reviews. We're also on Stitcher. So, you know, if you haven't yet and you like the show, please go out and leave us a review. We really appreciate it. It feels good. It does feel good. It feels good that they actually like listen to our stupid butts talk about crazy crap and rant about this and make stupid jokes about slap this and slap that. I mean... I think they really know that we're just a bunch of dummies and we're joking and we don't take any of this really seriously. I mean, we have some serious points, but you know, we're, we're pretty damn funny. And I, I really want to say thank you. I really appreciate you guys going out there and doing that for us and the followers on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And you know, thanks a lot, guys. And we hope to keep on making more funny shows for you and keep you laughing. So as we mentioned in the last couple of shows, I have a new show uh, called The Just In Case Podcast. And you can find that at www.gicpod.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, any podcatcher, basically. Um, go check out the show. Miguel was my guest on the last episode. Uh, it was his first stop on his hashtag Shovel My Shit tour. Uh, and then he also was a guest on Dave the Nerd Show, which is uh, Dave's Nerd Compendium, which you can find at podbros.com or on iTunes or on Stitcher. So go check that out. It's worth a couple laughs. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll give you a little, pr- little pump there. Uh, your JIC thing is pretty damn funny. The first episode I liked, the second episode I liked, third episode was amazing, clearly, because that one guy was on there. Obviously. <laughs> no, but uh, it's really funny. I like the fact that you, you go touch on every little things other than comics, and you rant. And I love the rants. You know I love the rants. But you have your little segments with the podcasts, which I think is very cool. Um, so it's a great show, people. You should check it out, JSC Pod. It's really good. And as for me going on my friend Dave the Nerd, <laughs> Mr. Comments, why don't you make your comments now, huh? Oh, man, you and Dave just kept on yapping. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But uh, Dave's a really cool guy. Uh, thanks for having me on, Dave. And uh, I was supposed to be on Egg Chen's uh, podcast, uh, Mr. Bri-Fi, and but sadly he had to help his sister. So that's understandable. It's no big. I got to reset with him. Uh, this weekend, I will be joining uh, Lucky Joe and Shadai over at BS Excluded on Pillow Talk, where we're going to talk about sex. And I'm going to do this in the Starbucks. That's going to be kind of awkward. 
<laughs> I wish I could be there to watch it happen. <laughs> As you know, I had problems when I was doing Dave the Nerd. I felt like it really couldn't be me. So I'm going to do my best, whatever I can. I'm going to try to do it for my car. <laughs> Just do it loud and proud. Go big, like you always say. Make everybody <laughs> uncomfortable. It'll be hilarious. Dude, I'm going to get beat down by all the moms in freaking Starbucks. I'm going to talk like, you got to stick it in. <laughs> Go big. <laughs> or whatever Pillow Talk's going to be about. I don't know. They haven't emailed me any show notes, so we'll have to see how that goes. I'm looking forward to hearing it. It should be a lot of fun. So, And then hopefully uh, the following week, I will be doing uh, Adrian Has Issues. Cool. Doing his podcast. And then I'm currently working. Again, i got to reschedule BriFi. And I'm working on to get on uh, Dark Angels and Verde Freaks, Metal Geeks, uh, and whoever else will have me. I mean, I send tweets out there. I mean, guys, seriously. Oh, Rob Zips gave me a shout-out, wants me to come on his YouTube show, which I don't really do TV, as you know. Uh, I'm not super attractive anymore, so I don't like to see my ugly mug. <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll wear the horse mask. What do you mean, anymore? <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> but uh, So I'm probably going to do that, too, down the road and set him in somewhere and See how it goes. Cool. So, yeah. So, hashtag Shovel My Shit Tour. Trying to, trying to make it happen and give us some more promotion there. So, the last couple of places you guys can find us is on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash comical podcast and like the page. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast too. And that's pretty much it, guys. Don't forget to hashtag slap a homophobe and uh, keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs>